This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. People are also more educated than ever before. And so it's really important that as you go into 2021, focus on having a smarter, better trained, better educated, more highly motivated team, because if the economy continues to grow and flourish, which we all hope it will, the work opportunities are gonna increase exponentially, which means that puts a lot of pressure on your existing staff. That's Greg Reinecke, a member of the WQA Board of Directors and president of the Pacific Water Quality Association, talking about what 2021 might look like for those in the water treatment industry. And welcome to WQA Radio, news and insights about the water treatment industry. And you can find us at wqa.org, as well as social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is episode number 189, and if you're a first-time listener, so glad that you are with us. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player or app, and that means you'll never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. We are publishing this on October 15th of 2020. And in this episode, we talk with Greg Ranica as he was right in the middle of the PWQA annual convention, a virtual show because of the pandemic. We hear about the convention, the topics that were discussed, and then we move the conversation into what's likely ahead for the coming year. Later, we'll get a regulatory update from Kathleen Burbage and I'll have our WQA tip. Now on to my conversation with PWQA President Greg Reinecke on WQA Radio. Greg Reinecke, thanks for joining us on WQA Radio. You're the president of the PWQA, the Pacific Water Quality Association. So it's great to catch up to you and with you for purposes of of hearing about your convention that's going on this week and also just talk about water treatment in general. So tell us, how are things going? Thanks, Wes. It's my pleasure. The PWQA is an exciting organization and it's my privilege to be involved and have been involved for over a decade now. And I've had the responsibility of being president this year and boy, it's been a wild ride. We we encountered a lot of interesting things in the uh, world around us, and we certainly uh, have kept ourselves busy with legislative issues, as well as, of course, the, the whole COVID uh, pandemic and the legislative response to it. So it's been a busy year for us, Wes. And how about the convention itself? So the convention itself, first time ever for the PWQA, is all virtual. So our fantastic uh, convention committee and our um, back office support staff on the executive side, along with the rest of the board, got together and we planned out how we could have as close a possible analog to our traditional convention experience by leveraging the virtual platform so that we could still have people enjoy the educational sessions, the camaraderie, and the learning and growing together. So this has, been, this has been quite interesting putting this all together. This is our largest educational event ever. 
the most accredited seat time hours offered ever by the PWQA, and I suspect by any regional association. And we also have a great uh, tech talk schedule lined up. And the nice thing is where this is all virtual, these are all recorded. And so attendees can watch them afterwards. And those that don't have the opportunity to uh, attend during the scheduled timeframes can also watch it after the fact. Something that got our exhibitors really excited was the fact that instead of just showing booths for two, maybe three days at a physical event, they were able to record presentations of their wares or the message that they wanted to get across to their prospective and existing clients. And that's hosted up on our site right through until the end of the year. So they get a lot more coverage than they traditionally would. So we've we found a way, which is the West Coast thing, we found a, a way to get a silver lining in that storm that uh, has become 2020. Yeah, as you mentioned, quite a year for all of us. And uh, from the virtual standpoint, of course, the Mid-Year Leadership Conference was virtual. The convention was virtual. Uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed that the 2021 WQA convention will be live, but there will still be no doubt virtual elements of, uh, with it. So we are learning as we go and continuing to see new ways in which technology can help us all learn and stay connected. Exactly. And you know, what's interesting to us as we've gone through this exercise, we've realized that the, the effort of adapting to the COVID social distancing environment has forced us to improvise. And we're now planning with or without COVID to be incorporating virtual components into all of our future events because the response has been so overwhelmingly positive. We have people that typically would not be able to attend for geographic or health reasons or conflicts with other shows. Now they can still participate remotely and they can feel connected and part of the group and get, they get to hang out with the cool kids. What are the hot topics at the PWQA convention? So the, the convention is all centered around doing it better and doing it right. So the accredited educational sessions are covering uh, dealing with nitrates. We're looking at uh, dealing with lead at the whole house level. We also got uh, some content on how to run a more effective and profitable service department. We have some excellent leadership training on how to train your employees better. We also have uh, information on the WQA's modular educational program, which I'm a very big proponent and advocate of. And then a lot of new content as well about different kinds of filtration options out there, ultrafiltration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think there's something for everyone at every skill level. And this is a question I like to ask these days. What do you think 2021 is going to look like from a business and customer relations standpoint? Do you think we're going to continue now in, as we have for the last six months, or do you think things will change? Well, 2020 is an election year, and no matter who gets elected, there's going to be about half of the country that's a little upset and half of the country that's too busy working to care. Uh, it appears from everything we're seeing here out west that construction is on the up, and barring anything truly catastrophic, I'm quite optimistic about next year. There are a few things for us to bear in mind. The first is people are more critical now than ever before when it comes to looking for service providers. 
So the value of credentialization certification is that much more important next year. People are also more educated than ever before. And so it's really important that as you go into 2021, focus on having a smarter, better trained, better educated, more highly motivated team, because if the economy continues to grow and flourish, which we all hope it will, the work opportunities are gonna increase exponentially, which means that puts a lot of pressure on your existing staff. And of course, for the business owners, you have to really focus on your two prime directives, which are, be, are to be a cheerleader and a recruiter. Now is the time to be looking for finding, finding, nurturing, and cultivating new talent in your business. Fascinating. It's going to be an interesting year, no doubt about it. Oh, boy. Well, Greg, uh, again, thank you for your time. I know it's a busy week for you and for the entire group there, and uh, always great to catch up with you and great to see you at uh, the various WQA functions. And by the way, um, it, speaking as you may right now to many members of the Pacific Water Quality Association, help me uh, present an opportunity for them to join WQA if they aren't. What would you say? I'd say if you don't belong to both organizations, you're missing out. It's, it's like trying to stand on one leg. It's doable, but it's not comfortable. And for me and in, in my various businesses that I own and the, the customers that I work with in the Western states that are members of both organizations, we see a number of key benefits from being involved in both. The first is the power of the collective. WQA ain't what it used to be. You know, 24 years ago, I went to my first WQA show and quite frankly, Wes, I was disappointed. And it wasn't until Tanya Lubna came on and really took the educational program along with what Joe Harrison had done and really took it to another level that I said, wow, WQA has something for me. And when you look at where WQA has come in the last decade and a half, and today under the leadership of Paulie Undesser and looking at, at all the hard work done by you and your colleagues and what you bring to the table, Membership of the WQA is a very, very good return on investment for me as the owner of multiple businesses because it delivers so much bang for the buck. We have the credentials. We have the representation. You know, when uh, California started with the COVID lockdowns in March, I made one call to Dave Loveday. I said, Loveday, help Dave and his team sprung into action and within 48 hours, this was all over a weekend too, by the way, within 48 hours, we had letters we were able to provide to our members at the PWQA that WQA had helped facilitate helping them and anyone they deal with understand that they were essential employees. So I'm excited every year to renew my WQA membership because it makes me that much stronger. So PWQA helps me stay connected to the region. WQA protects me and keeps me connected to the world. So I feel like I, I couldn't function without both organizations. I, I love them both very dearly and enjoy the, the work and the volunteer work that I do with them. Well, again, thank you. And, and for those PWQA members and for other state and regional members listening to this podcast, uh, join now and you get the rest of 2020 and all of 2021 uh, for one single price. So do that and 
we'll be uh, we'll be certainly glad you did, and I hope obviously as well you'll be glad and can speak like like Greg just has as well. So thank you so much, Greg. Thank you, Wes. It's my pleasure. This is Kathleen Burbage, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. I've provided updates previously on states amending maximum contaminant levels or adopting maximum contaminant levels for otherwise federally unregulated contaminants like Chrome 6 or PFAS. The WQA Regulatory Database Task Force is now publishing an international trends report on drinking water quality standards to help you investigate the enforced levels for contaminants in other countries. We also include the United States in the report, and when you download the document, you will see a table breaking down state-adopted maximum contaminant levels and the webpage to visit to seek additional information. You will find the new trends report off of the Regulatory Affairs webpage on WQA.org. I'm Kathleen Burbage for WQA Radio. And now our WQA tip. The WQRF contaminant occurrence map is now available. The map looks at 57 different water contaminants across the country to give you a quick snapshot of the data pulled from the states, the U.S. EPA, and the federal safe drinking water information systems. Learn the key terms and best practices for using the map at wqrf.org map. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.